We are talking with John Luckett. He is the CEO of the Raleigh Rescue Mission. John, thank you for joining us. Christine, I'm glad to be here. We are so honored to have you. By way of an introduction, let's talk a little bit about, we're going to talk very deeply about what is happening with the Raleigh Rescue Mission, what the Raleigh Rescue Mission does. But I think one of the really significant things is your personal story and what has brought you here to where you are today. I think a lot of people don't know that story. Would you mind sharing some of that with us? Sure, I'd be glad to. I grew up in rural Mississippi. During the 60s, a very difficult time in our culture. As you look back, as I look back, I see that God prepared me for what I'm doing now. But during that time, I did not see that. So one of the biggest things that kind of shaped my life was most people remember the three civil rights kids that were killed in 1964. That was about 30 minutes from where I lived in Mississippi. And so during that time, there was a lot of chaos. But during that time, there was a family that stood in the gap for my family, that kept our house from being burned down and gave my dad a job. So that was a game changer. And so, and as I went on through life, there were different situations with school teachers. I went to a segregated school. I mean, it was my first grade teacher who uh, taught me how to read and write. Said, hey, you know what? You're going to do something great in life. These little people that come along and kind of give you that encouragement. Those other teachers, um, I remember the, the teacher in, in high school that said, hey, you know what? You need to go to college. I think you have the potential. Made sure I took the proper courses. And uh, so people came along in my life and they poured into my life expecting nothing in return. And I continued through my career basically in college same thing happened. The big life changer for me also was after I graduated from college, I got involved in the banking industry, uh, which was great. Went through a management training program to teach you how to be a leader. They don't do that anymore. It was about 12-week class. That's huge for somebody who grew up on a farm in rural Mississippi. And then I think the biggest change was a person took an interest in me and wrote a letter to a little small company called Chick-fil-A on my behalf, and I became a Chick-fil-A owner-operator. Huge changes. And so as I look back on my life, when I became a Wendy's franchisee and other things, I look back at my life, there were people who came along at the right appropriate time, stood in the gap, and helped me go to the next level in my career. So the reason I'm here, I feel like God called me to do that for the clients that come to us, to connect all the dots, the access to the business community, to the uh, housing community, to the transportation, getting a car. How do you do all those same things? And our clients are, have the benefit of, of uh, uh, being connected to individuals in all those different fields because they are connected to the Raleigh Rescue Mission. So that's a little bit about it. For the record, your character speaks for itself because you can teach someone how to manage and you can guide someone on how to be a leader, but mm-hmm. you can't really teach someone how to be a leader. You have to have that in yourself and obviously you have that in yourself. Well, that's true. Now, there's a big debate. Are leaders born or are they made? I'm of the process they're made because you become like those you associate yourself with. I was one of Truett Cathy's big statement. The books you read and the people you associate yourself with is who you're going to become. And so I truly believe uh, we have significant influence over individuals that we relate to. And you talk a little bit about your background in Mississippi. I think a lot of people here that story, that Mississippi story, and they don't necessarily think that it has the import that it does because they don't realize how really, truly ingrained 
segregation and racism is even still to this day in Mississippi. It's getting better. But I had the opportunity to work in Mississippi a few years ago, Mm -hmm. 2017, and I was working for a TV station at the time. And someone handed me a press release and said, we need to go cover this story. And I glanced at the press release and it was about a a protest. The press release was about covering a protest over the desegregation of a school in Cleveland, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. This was 2017. And so I looked at the person who handed me this piece of paper and I said, ha ha, you're making fun of the Yankee. Obviously, this is a joke. And they said, this is not a joke. We need to go cover this. And I said, it's 2017. How is it possible that there's a school that's segregated in Mississippi? And there was still a school that was segregated in Mississippi in 2017. So I think the fact that you've come from that and you had people there who were willing to support you along the way is incredible. And, you know, you made it through that. That's just mind boggling. Well, I I think it's great, but I, I think a lot of people overcome a lot of obstacles. But the key I want people to focus on is the good people that stand up to ensure that evil does not triumph. And that's the key. And there are a lot of good people. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited as we talk more about the Wild Rescue Mission, the people that started this organization and also continue to uh, make sure that we can give people new life through this organization. So tell us about what the Raleigh Rescue Mission does now, because I think people think it's a shelter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we've been around 62 years, a lot of iterations of that. And, and when you look at the concept of shelter, at one time, people thought that all you had to do was let a person sleep there a few nights, give them a few uh, meals, and uh, they would get back on their feet. Magic. Yeah, you know. Now, one at one point in time in North Carolina, because of the, the manufacturing industry and how robust it was, um, homeless was pretty short term, okay? But things have changed over the last 20 years. So let me. I'm going to tell you a, a couple of things that have become more severe in our country, but also have, have impacted individuals that, that come to us. So we've heard of the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. These were women in top positions saying, we're tired of these three things happening, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, in order to get a job, keep a job, and, uh, and move up in a job. And so it was a big outcry. So we work with those that are at the bottom 1%. Think about how difficult it is for them. And so here's a list of a couple of things that the individuals um, that um, we deal with. Emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, as we talked about, emotional neglect, mother treated violently, household substance abuse. That is at all-time high, as we know. Household mental illness, uh, parental separation and divorce. So these are incarcerated people in households. So what you have is over the last 20 years or so, um, there has been a compounding of our whole country, not just these individuals. But what happens when you shake it out, the, the people that don't have intact family relationships and a support system fall out. And there's a lot more people falling out, uh, falling through the cracks than ever before. So that's that's who comes to us, and and we are a program where people choose to seek us out and um, and come to us. If someone wants to participate, if someone wants to become a partner, what is the best way to get in touch with you, folks? Yes, go to our website, the Raleigh Rescue Mission. Uh, no, excuse me, RaleighRescue.org, or you can call my number nine one nine nine eight six eight one one two. You're giving out your personal number. I'm giving my personal number. You are a brave person. Yeah, yeah, because you know what. Most of the people who call me want to do something. 
And these are action-oriented people. You know, some people say, wait, what, don't you get a lot of complaints? Not really. I've been doing that for six years. I don't have that many complaints. I have people that say, I want to take action. I want to do something. That is amazing. And all it takes, as you said, is to inspire just one person to give one person a leg up. That's right. As that's, somebody. That's what happened to you. me. Exactly. That's exactly what happened to and me. So we're inspiring future John Luckett's. That's right. That's what I hope so. And I think I think that we can do that. And I think that your story is very inspiring. And I'm so grateful for the time that you have taken today with us to share not only your story, but what's happening with the Raleigh Rescue Mission. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here.